Yeah, yeah, it got there. How are you, sir? Good. Happy birthday. Mm, great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, man, I'm coming around. I'm coming around to it. Good. Not a big bir- I'm not a big birthday celebrator guy. Not one of my things. Jeez, that's weird because I've like been to multiple birthday celebrations for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they've, I mean, okay, let's do the math. Mm-hmm. If I had to do it fraction wise. Okay, uh, sure, sure. All right. Say what, like three of 40. You're like 14% attendance rate. How many of mine have you even, has there even been? <laughs> I think I've only had the opportunity to be to two, and I think I've been to one. I had I, one. Right? I, I got to go different. opportunity, right? You got to go off of opportunity opportunities i know that the one that you're thinking of is not the one that i attended that's the funny part like i I, like my time with you and your birthday celebrations was uh probably early early in the in the late 90s right like we would uh we would have been in 99 through 2002 that would have been your window for me to be like it's your birthday i'm gonna get you drunk (laughs) yeah maybe yeah okay the only birthday party that i really remember um i turned 30 the same year my dad turned 70 we had like a big party oh yeah because there's like a hundred years between the two of us so equally so a hundred years of browns yeah that's what we called it yeah that's right so we had a little party for that uh it's the only one really that i remember is it is it kind of like are you uh I don't know how to say this nicely. Uh are you are you sad or glad that you shared your birthday with like your the one birthday you remember with your dad? Like you know what I mean? Like No, I only I think I remember it because he was there too. Like because it was the thing. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. All right. Our birthdays are close, but not that close. So we don't really share birthday parties. Okay. Who's was closer? Who's was closer? Closer to what? Oh, to that thing? Yeah. Uh, I think, so there's two weeks between the two of us. I think we did it in the week in between. So it was like even. Okay. All right. That's fair. Like two weeks exact. Like we're 14 days apart. Okay. Well, that gives you insight into how the will will be broken down. (laughs) You know, my parents are at the age. This isn't really a joke, but every time, every time I'm at my parents, they'll like, Make a point of being like, the last time I was there, my dad was like, uh, if you ever need important documents, they're all in this file. Like, <laughs> hinting yeah. at messages, like those kinds of things. Like, by the way, the safe lock combination is this. And like, right. Like, Fuck, just leave that in a, leave that in a note. You don't have to tell me about it now. <laughs> like, I, I like knowing ahead of time. I think it's good to know. Um, because like, what if you can't find the note, man? <laughs> I have bigger things to worry about at those times. Be like, uh, here's where I'm going to leave the post-it letting you know where the note is. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away, um, uh, to a friend of mine, but, um, his, a friend of mine's, uh, Wi-Fi password is the password is on the fridge. Oh, yeah. People do that sometimes. Yeah. So it's not like there's not a 
a post-it on the fridge that says like A4, 22, 36, 510 or whatever, 515 or whatever. It's like No, it's always like it's password like on the fridge. Yeah. Lemon Kitty 29. You know what I mean? Like it's never too great. Uh you see, you know what? Uh, uh I will I will give you your your Wi-Fi takes right now. Uh mm-hmm. that is not horribly unacceptable, but it's not secure by any means. No, of course. Uh, so that's not cool. But you do see it a lot in, in households with children where the Wi-Fi password is chore dependent, right? So this week's <laughs> Wi-Fi password is this. Oh. And, and uh, next week's Wi-Fi password may not be on the whiteboard because y'all didn't take out the trash on time, which to me is silly because it's kind of like, I just, I don't think that one works. It To me... When you're a parent and your whole like Wi-Fi password thing is being treated the same way that like Vladimir Putin treats gas supplies to the European nations that need it, uh, <laughs> probably not the greatest strategy to employ. Uh, but there are other ways you can incentivize that shit, I think, right? Like I think the idea is um, – I don't need to get into that, but like there are ways. But uh, better than uh, – you know who the most adorable people in the world are? When you go over to their place and you ask for the Wi-Fi password and they point you to the back of the modem. Yeah. Well, aren't you adorable? Hey, that's more secure than changing it every week. Is it, though? Because that's literally, like, if you broke in to someone's house and you're trying to gain access to their network and it's like, Mm, man, you know what I mean? I it's the equivalent of being like try one two three four because it's the first password that's available to you. It's on the back of the modem. Yeah, I guess, but I just can't imagine like why someone would break into my house to use the internet. <laughs> like, well, that's fair. But I mean, like you'd have to have. But I'm, it's like you know, people who are nefarious if they they want to. I'm thinking more about Amazon wanting to get free Wi-Fi so that they can like power their ring cams like I can't in the imagine. neighbor's place. I can't imagine having to change my internet password every week, depending on how good my kids were. Thank God I don't have children, man. Oh, happy uh, Father's Day, by the way. <laughs> uh, was it a good weekend for you? <laughs> Those who celebrated. Uh, yeah, no, it was fine. It was good. Good. I, I did my fatherly things with my children. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know. Some people, <laughs> you know, it, it's Father's Day to me is one of those things that I, I, it's almost it's almost the curse of my existence <laughs> that Father's Day falls like on my birthday weekend as well. Oh. And now as the child who used to make the joke about like I'm going to end up getting like a left sock for my birthday and a right sock for Father's Day. Uh yeah, but <laughs> that aside, uh it's very funny to me how little I care f- for both, like, you know what I mean? For different reasons, right? Like, in the sense that Father's Day to me is a very Chris Rock-like holiday, right? In the sense that uh, you'll you'll go on the Instas and the Facebooks and the stuff, and all these people are just like, this is the greatest day to be recognized for me doing what I do and all this stuff. But it's kind of like the Chris Rock bit of, like, you're supposed to, right? Like, like, why are you, I, there's plenty of people who, man, just fucking show up for Father's Day, and that's it. Mm-hmm. 
So that's where I'd like, I like, you know, somebody's like, Hey man, happy father's day. I'm like, yeah, cool. Where the fuck were you three weeks ago when I was like really parenting my ass off? You know what I mean? Like, C plus production. Proudly presents. Can you confirm? Ah, speaking of Father's Day, this is the week after Father's Day. Thank you guys for tuning in to Can You Confirm That? Series 2, Episode 47 of Can You Confirm That? We're excited to be here. We're excited to have you guys listening. Yeah, the week after Father's Day. This is when I'm in my best mode because the guilt from the week before has kicked in. (laughs) (laughs) we are the only podcast that will admit that we are living in the darkest timeline and i figured out uh, something that uh i think i think that society's trying its best and has kind of pinpointed where we went wrong and we're trying our best to revert because when i look at everything that's going on right now in the world basically the cold war is back on (laughs) <laughs> the top video game in the news is TMNT. Okay. The top movie is Top Gun. The top song is Kate Bush. Obi-Wan Kenobi's on TV. We are just trying to start over from the 80s on. It's it's yeah, I'm I think I'm with you here in the sense that <laughs> It's kind of like a hard reset button has been hit. It is. And we've all like have come to this decision that the year 2023 will actually be the year 1987. <laughs> Let's just start over there, right? Eh? Right? Like that like we're we're just laying that groundwork for like we are right now guys in 1986 just deal with it. Uh you just wait for the next Transformers reboot next year guys. It's going to be sick. I mean like it is what it is. Like everything that's getting made, like aren't they going to make like a mile? I'm sure My Little Pony, the movie's coming, and like you know what I mean, like everything is ads. Um, okay, let's let's see. Or twenty twenty six. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in, I'm excited to see the sequel. Yeah. So you uh, were talking about Chris Rock. You saw Chris Rock this weekend. How was that? Uh, it was good. I can't remember a lot of it because like, like you just kind of covered, man, the eighties are back and, uh, cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug. I've, I'm blacking out left and right. Was he wearing a red <laughs> leather jumpsuit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? He was all white. <laughs> okay. So it's kind of like the 2020 version of the eighties, right? It is still like a look, but it's like very clean. It's very minimal. It's very uh-huh. Apple. It's very Apple Store meets Eddie Murphy. You're you're not wrong oh, yeah. about the look. Yeah, yeah. Like it was fine. Um, yeah. It, it, listen, the the actual night was fine. It was good. Uh, the issue is, um, I'm not one to like record shows, right? And I'm not a big like. I, I'm very much of the of the put your phone away, enjoy the moment, so you can soak it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is something to be said about the whole new world where some of these guys like will make you put your phone in the magnetic pouch kind of thing. Uh, because even without, like, I feel like somehow not having access to my phone throughout the night made it so that I couldn't remember things. <laughs> even though 
if you had take like take me back like to 2016 or 14 where i like see a comedy show and my phone's like in my pocket on vibrate i'm not i'm not taking pictures and recording shit but Mm. for some reason i could walk out remembering bits the next day you know what i mean i'd be like oh yeah that 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 and i'm sitting here 48 hours removed and i'm like i remember it being funny i just don't remember what was fun. like i can remember the themes but i can't tell you a punchline to save my life like i it and it's like weird as to it's why old. we're old no i'm telling you ex- uh-huh. if they had just been like leave your phone in your pocket i think i would have walked out being some weird way i would have known some i wouldn't have taken <laughs> notes i know that but i would have through osmosis my phone would have like memorized shit i don't know um <laughs> But like it's it's strange. Like I've been to, like I remember going to a Kevin Hart comedy show where it was, uh, very very strict on your phone use, and it was it was at like uh, uh Scotiabank Arena, so like the big one, and then it's is that Air Canada uh, Center? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm ninety eight percent convinced that Kevin Hart's people like the show producers or promoters or whatever themselves had a few plants in the audience who were going to get thrown out. Oh, you know what I mean? Like reinforce that rule. Exactly. Because there were, there were times where I'm like, Oh my God, this shit is real. You know what I mean? Like, and it was like, they had like that ticking clock of like, you know, you got like two minutes and 29 seconds, two minutes and 28 seconds. So like by that point, like your shit should be gone. Right. Um, Years later, I'm going now again, even I guess it was just a little bit before COVID, but now I'm getting to see it after COVID is the actual, the, the, the magnetic pouch bag. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's something because you keep your phone with you the whole time, but you can't, you can't do anything with it. Right. Like, interesting. Um, and I think one of the worst would be like, if you, like they tell you to like you know put it off uh, on vibrator silent and put it in your thing but if you forget um you're fucked right because it's going to go off and it's the equivalent of think think of like the dye tag on the expensive sweater at the department store right mm-hmm. you ain't getting that open without something to help you get that open and that's oh. what would happen right so uh, that was like a bigger stress than anything is just remembering to make sure that it was silent because you don't want to be that person. Uh, and other than that, it was just like, it was a really good show. He was funny. His material was fun. Uh, he addressed will a little bit. I wondered. Yeah. So I know that would be the question, right? Like as the tour is going on, I know when, when the tour began, the internet was kind of like, he's not really talking about it. I would say he's, he's talking about it a little bit. But he hasn't figured out what the bit is. You know what I mean? Like it, there, it, it's funny enough in in the sort of asides. But I think he's still trying to um, run out what that final bit's going to be. Uh, okay. Little little tidbit I did learn though was that you know as he was doing it, he did mention Netflix and that it was being recorded for that. So this tour will eventually end up as a special on Netflix. Cool. It's not just it's not just a throwaway tour, which is good. And I think for that purpose, like you got, like it's 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 strong. It's it's you know, Chris Rock does something that's like not in Chappelle's wheelhouse. 
which is to be able to broach and talk about things with with like an irreverence towards it that makes you almost not you like there's no malice there right it's always just kind of like with chris rock it always feels like uh we're just talking right aren't we just talking whereas uh chappelle's kind of has kind of gone into like pontificating and i think that's i think that's where like uh you're starting to see the blowback against like chappelle because when chappelle was saying just asking questions if you will right as a, as a comedy bit it was accepted but when he's kind of like playing the pope mm-hmm. uh not as much and i don't and i think chris rock is just the master of never playing pope okay right he, he's never up there telling you how to think but he he really really is good at the idea of like group think and like why we're like a group will think a certain way right and and i think that's very interesting to me I used to like his one special. Uh, it was like still on HBO. It was before Netflix. His last HBO special, I think. I like okay, he's had he's had a bunch on HBO and he's done a bunch on Netflix. Um, hard to track now, eh? It's like you kind of have to go on the Wikipedia like discography or filmography of these guys nowadays. I saw it recently. Uh, I read a, a headline and it was like IndieWire, which isn't like a they're not small. I mean, they're big enough to be able to force their their shitty little headlines into people's Google News feeds, but you're so wrong. And I'm trying to leave a comment or just be like, it's so basic, right? She she was talking about Gerard Carmichael's new special, and it was just like three times throughout the article they mentioned Netflix, and then at the very bottom they're like, you can stream it on Netflix, and. It everything inside of me was boiling in the sense that like it's so basic to know that he's on HBO. Right. That's an HBO special. Like it's not hard to know what the fuck you're deep linking to, right? Like like you've literally linked to the HBO landing page for right. his special. And yet you've used the word Netflix four times throughout your fucking thing. And I can't like I'm just like, who where? And that just <laughs> and that's like the the thread that you kind of pull at that makes you realize like, man, the like if that's supposed to be something that is uh, read by people that are trying to be informed, mm-hmm. right? Like, I know. That's why I know it's wrong. But to those people who are searching out the right information, they don't know it's wrong. So, oh, goodness. How, like, that's, like, that's the good web. I can't imagine how bad the bad web is. Like, the ones where people purposefully are trying to make it. So, like, oh, my gosh. Well, it's all just messed up as we're as we're discovering. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, do you want an update uh, new in the world of streaming? Hmm. What's that? This is this is a new one I just learned. Uh, our our favorite fellas from the Duck Dynasty world. Oh, <clears throat> are back doing one of your favorite things, John. Uh, hunt, hunting for small game. <laughs> hunting for treasure. Oh. See, look at the excitement. Your eyes just popped, like, lit up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? The, there you go. The the, the duck family is going to be treasure hunting. Uh, here's <laughs> something, though, John. You're going to have to shell out some dollars because you're going to have to sign up for an, another new streaming service. Because Duck Dynasty is going to be brought to you by the good folks at Fox Nation. Oh, Fox Nation. 
Wow. So that that'll sell because uh, Republican people are are uh, into treasure. Happy, happy paying all the bucks, aren't they? I'm just let's just say they love treasure hunting. <laughs> So that's fine. I listen, man. I saw that like pop up during the middle of some sport. I was probably watching on a Fox channel uh, or or whatever. And I just. That's when I realized I was like, now there's too many. What are they looking for? Uncle Scrooge's uh, coin pool? Something. (laughs) Something. As a duck joke. Oh, I know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm, I'm. Hey. Listen, you watch Chippendale and you'll have all the Scrooge McDuck you need. Um, I did watch that Chippendale movie, by the did way. Did you? Did <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. Let's talk about the beautifulness of uh, You must have enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fine enough. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah for what it is. There you go. <laughs> you, get some, you get some nice little cameos. And mm. I just, you know, for people who grew up on like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it was just like a fun little time at. The two D three D world, you know what I mean? Just like meta enough, yeah, yeah. yeah. Self aware, pretty self aware. I'll just say I've paid more money on Netflix for shittier movies than I paid. You know what I mean? Like I paid less on Disney for a decent movie. Like you know, like we're all here for quality control. That's all it is, right? Like, what am I paying for? What am I getting? There hasn't been anything on Disney outside of that that have re- has made really made me want to watch lately. So. Yeah, you know what they're really doing is uh, they're doing that. We're going to hit every different demo. I think they're, they've they tried. with You're the hardest one, I'm thinking, right? Like, I should be um, their easiest. I should be their easiest. Yeah, you maybe they're more, most, like, I mean, like, they've kind of hit me in every box at least once, right? Like, if they're doing some sort of algorithm work, they're like, motherfucker, we got him on the Nat Geo. He did. He <laughs> finished that one whole show. He did. And then they'll be like, hey, we got him on the star. That guy's been watching all of how uh, the the murders in the building and all of the nomad lands, right? Uh, it's the Marvel one where I think if they're tracking me right now, they might be a little like, "Uh oh, have we lost him?" Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, do the, I'm doing them as Marvel, and I'm doing it out of like, I'll tell you why I'm watching Ms. Marvel, and we'll move on right after it. I'm I'm watching Ms. Marvel the same way every every uh, Asian Asian person went to go see Crazy Rich Asians, right? Oh. Like how but, every white guy watches everything. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like there is, there is a lot of uh, just representation matters kind of stuff. You know what I mean, like there are nods to to me, right? So okay. which is to work, right? Like, uh, I and I mean, you know I mean, and and I mean me, right? Like I, there was a moment in like episode one where like the background music is Riz Ahmed, and I'm like, hey, I might be one of the only 900,000 other people on the planet who's listened to that based on the Spotify music list. You mean like monthly listeners and shit like that? It's just like, okay, cool. That works. Uh, in the same way that I'm sure like if you are from Egypt, you may have really, really liked Moon Knight, which I have yet to like. I watched the first 10 minutes and I've told myself I'll watch the whole thing like on a Sunday. Uh, but there's so many other things to watch on a Sunday. So it, it plays to like the things that you are like your sensibilities in a way that it's not pandering and it's not cliche. Like it's, it's genuinely written by someone who gets who you and are. That's, yeah. And, and I think that's the big change you see everywhere right now. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not Disney exclusive. Like you see it 
You see it happening almost with every streaming service or studio where they're like, listen, if we're going to make a movie about this, then we're going to have the people who've lived that uh, actually involved, which is uh, a big sea change from even like 10 years ago, mm. right? Mm. Like, um, listen, I've, I've, about war culture. Yeah, I mean, like I've seen I've seen plenty of movies that are, uh, you know what, here, I've got the perfect example for you. Chippendale written by real chipmunks. Uh, no, I mean, the perfect one is Slumdog Millionaire. Here's a movie that came along, won Best Picture. Uh, I think most Indian people who saw it were like, hey, that's really interesting. But I bet you right now, if you, that movie was pitched and given and all of that, I think a studio would force, and I'm not trying to be like the, the making the right-wing argument here or anything. I'm just saying... I think you would see different filmmakers involved with that story now. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I think overall it's good because generally when people try to tell a story they don't know, they don't do a really good job of it, right? Um, but that's not to take away from like what Danny Boyle did with Slumdog. Like I think I think there are very there's a lot of moments where someone who's from outside of something can do it really well, right? Like, you bring this up because it's like, it's been in the news this week, right? Like, Tom Hanks himself talking about Philadelphia and saying that, like, that movie, you know, wouldn't get made now. Especially with him playing that character. That it would obviously be played by someone who was of the LGBT community, right? Right. Uh, Which makes total sense. But then you follow it up with the nuance and the complexity of what is the modern day, which, which is what he kind of said is the idea of, but you can't say that now, unless that movie was made back then with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Because it's interesting. Yeah. Right? Like, because you're not going to get people to, to go see a movie like that and start to accept the ideas and start opening their minds unless there's, an anchor to them that makes them, I don't want to say feel comfortable, but welcomes them into something that's different, right? That pushes the boundaries for them. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's like a very good, strong, something to think about when the idea is like, uh, and you hear it a lot from certain actors, right? Certain actors uh, who are elder uh, or actresses who are elder, who kind of are like, you know what? I wouldn't do that now. But I had, you know what I mean? Like it made the sense then kind of thing. Um, you hear some, right? And and I feel bad for some, like, I don't want to say I feel, I don't know. Maybe I feel a little bit of uh, empathy or sympathy or something to, to like the 78 year old British male white actor. Who's kind of like, I'm a dinosaur, but rightly so. You know what I mean? Like I've heard, I've read that quote from a couple of them. Uh, uh, the the because if you don't tag on the rightly so it sounds bitter right so the idea like i'm a dinosaur now uh in this industry mm-hmm. and then pause and then it goes but rightly so as i should be hmm i i should you be right like you don't need to be like i my whole thing is i don't know if we need to reduce the playing field we just need to expand the playing field expand the arena right i don't think we should 
stop telling the stories of elderly white men at the expense of telling more stories of like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think the idea is like, can't we tell more stories? Like, can't we tell all the stories? Because I feel like there's a lot of elderly white male stories to be told about, you know, slavery and other things like that would require, like, you know what I mean? Like there are, right. They don't all need to be about Schmidt. They don't all need to be, you know, bucket list and all that stuff. But like, come on. I, I, I agree with you completely. Like to dumb down the thing you said that was smart. Um, a lot of like nerds get pissed when they make Thor a woman or she Hulk or Captain Marvel and all these like, or Iron Man is now a woman or whatever, because they're just it like, it feels insincere ghostbusters, female ghostbusters, because they're just using, they can, we can still have those stories with Thor and Peter Venkman and stuff like that. But we can write new stories with strong women, and we'd all rather like all the the geeks who are mad about those movies for sincere reasons are probably are thinking things like it's not that I don't want to see a woman succeed in this or whatever. It's just don't take this character I already know, give her a new story where make her more badass kind of thing. She yeah. can be better. She can be better. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Ray is an okay idea. The Star Wars in Star Wars, Ray was an okay idea. She was a general. She just wasn't written well by people who cared about the story. Um, <laughs> so, so she wasn't good. But I was happy to see her in the first one until she was like written poorly. Yeah, you know what? And listen, I don't, I don't want to get myself in trouble. So I'm, I'm just going to apologize in advance and say if I don't say this properly, I, I apologize to anyone who might listen. Sure. Uh, for me not saying it properly. We're not Jordan Petersons over here. Don't blame us. No, no. I mean, yeah. So my <laughs> my whole thing would be this. I uh, I think we can we can leave the idea of just being like, why don't we take Ghostbusters and make them all women, right? Or this idea of like, we're gonna make Night Court, but with the woman judge, like as actually, you know what? I'm very excited for that. Brackets on the side, listener. I'm actually looking forward <laughs> to that. Uh, but the, the this this whole concept of like, let's take something that existed and femaleify it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I feel that's very lazy. And me personally, what I would like is what I don't get a lot of is stories of actual true women that were never told, mm-hmm. right? Sure. I don't. Yeah. You know what I mean like, I'm not gonna. I don't want to make it sound facetious, but like. Everything I know about Laura Secord came from a 45-second Canada Heritage commercial. And something tells me that that could easily be an eight-part HBO series, right? Totally. Uh, I've been to her house in Niagara or whatever, and it's like this huge grounds. Like, it, man, it could, yeah. I've been to her chocolate stores in many places. <laughs> um, but but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, the there there are stories that can be told, like... Uh, randomly, I saw today in, in one of my sports news feeds, like, one of the questions was like, has there ever been a female who's played in the NHL? And it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not even going to hit the down arrow here. I know that Manon Rayom 
was the first female who played in the NHL, right? But why haven't I seen that two-hour fucking Netflix movie yet? Yeah, I think I remember that. Uh... So there are. This is yeah. what I'm saying is like. Story. How, how about instead of um, uh, you know what I mean? And it's not it's not appealing. I'm not. I'm talking, I guess, not to our listeners, and I'm not talking about myself. I guess what I'm really doing right now is I am talking to uh, green light producers who are trying to appeal to uh, Billy Bob Joe uh, in Arkansas, uh, who gets really mad when when Ray is a Skywalker. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm trying to appeal to them to tell them, you know what would be really cool? If that dude got to see Rudy, but like with the actual female like true story you know what i mean like there are so many stories that could be told that would probably do so much uh to make people be like holy fuck uh because you know what i think that would do i think that's the same kind of groundwork as tom hanks in philadelphia what mm-hmm. that does is that gives you 20 that 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 gives you 20 years down the road and i don't actually let's say 10 right let's let's hope or five let's hope that society ain't that slow but what that eventually does is down the road, you'll have people just being like, you know who, you know what we really want. We want to see a fucking Hulk Hogan movie, but with Ronda Rousey. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they'll pitch it. It'll be their idea. It's going to be Billy Bob's idea in Arkansas that he wants to see the Danica Patrick NASCAR biopic movie, right? Like you can get there, but you got to do the work to get there. That's all I'm saying. Like, and, oh. and you're not going to get there if you just keep making like, Melissa McCarthy Ghostbuster movies. So what I wonder, I understand is that you think that we should put Tom Hanks in a wig so he can play Nancy Pelosi. Like, is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's how I, that's what I'm understanding here. So <laughs> did I miss the mark? <laughs> 94 minute comedy, Apple plus movie, <laughs> bosom buddies go to Congress. <laughs> Yeah, bosom buddies go to Congress. Come on, <laughs> man! Literally had an entire show on television where he dressed up as a woman. Yeah. Oh God. You know what's funny to me? Uh, the only person on this planet that's probably excited for that is the other dude that was in bosom. <laughs> Hell, I'll do it. Whatever, I'll do it. <laughs> oh um, man. The only guy, you know what I mean? Like, people actually know, like, Keanu Reeves, and they know the other guy, kind of, from Bill and Ted. Like, you know what I mean? Eventually, we're always like, yeah, yeah, Alex Winters, (laughs) right? Like, we give him the credit. But if somebody fucking put a gun to my head and said, who was the other guy in Bosom Buddies? I would literally be like, I I don't know. Dave Coulier? Like, I have no fucking clue. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know his name at all. It's like uh, yeah, trying yeah, to remember yeah. like the names of the other guys from NSYNC. It's like uh, there's like Joey Fat Tony. Um, yeah, there was like I think that's a, and Justin Timberlake. Like, those are the only two I really remember their names of. Like there was one guy. Like who was the who was the bass singer guy? Oh, Lance Bass. Oh yeah, okay. There you go. That's the other one Ass, I remember. Bass, Bass, Bass. It was <laughs> That's the only good. reason. If his last name was like Gallagher, I'd never remember it for any reason. Of course. <laughs> oh my god. I'm looking forward to like episode 101 when we talk about all of the forgotten people in history like this. Uh, <laughs> it's like we all know Mork, but who was Mindy? <laughs> Poor Mindy. <laughs> Let's tell the Mindy story. <laughs> yeah, the story of Mindy. Who, we'll call who it the Mindy was? Project. 
right? It's, it's a, I don't, there's a, so many of those where it's like the second person is kind of like, who? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. Imagine like being in the, in, in the like shadow of that much greatness. Like, you know what I mean? Imagine like being the co-star. It's like um, Desi Arnaz had to marry his co-star and control her to like keep his name on the highlights. You know what I mean? Like it which was all the only, ball. <laughs> which is the only reason we know his name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, if it, it like it's not like if 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 he had none of that like he had not married her and he had just been the guy on the show do does any does anybody know his last name we'll give you a desi well we'll all be like did did uh, uh uh i'm not too sure right like, like ricardo like, we'd all think he was ricky ricardo right oh that's it that's it that's all he'd be like uh we need desi arnaz to control lucille so we could have like uh, oh goodness <laughs> Um, but oh. I thought it was fun that you brought up uh, Congress a couple times because we just celebrated the second or well, we didn't actually. But um, a big thing that happened last year, um, Joe Biden put into uh, put into, I don't know, like live like existence, I guess. He, or he claimed um, Juneteenth is a national federal holiday in the this is a day that's been celebrated for quite a long time, but um, was not a full national holiday until last year. So that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Can I ask you, when was the first time Juneteenth hit your radar? Jeez, that's a good question. I honestly would have been because of last year, I think. Oh, okay. Because I, I, I hate sounding like such a, a little pompous ass but it's like i i know the exact moment because i was uh, uh an avid fan of the show blackish when it was airing on abc on network television and like as as the rest of the world would tune in for modern family i would stick around for blackish because to me it was like it was really well written it was funny and all of that in 2017 they aired an episode called juneteenth hmm. okay <clears throat> And much the way I learned a lot about Laura Secord from a Canadian Heritage commercial, I was enlightened to a degree I don't think I probably had since, like, university years. You know what I mean? Like, the, the idea of, like, an entirely new concept or, or something that I've never heard of being just sprung on me uh, and explained. And so that was a season four episode them and that was like 2017 and i just um for those who 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 are still learning about juneteenth and you have access to things like disney plus and stuff you can look that episode up it's it's kind of done like hamilton and like a musical kind of sense with like a history lesson between and it is just one of the most interesting things because yeah man i'm i'm probably like you know what i mean like i i understand like everybody who last year was kind of like huh what is this thing and I'm loving that, like, over the last two years, it's not some episode of Blackish I have to point people to. You know what I mean? Like, at some point now, it's become a thing where, you know, CNN's doing a piece on it. CBS Morning's going to do a piece on it. CP24 will talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's getting into prominence. And I think it's a really just crazy, special little holiday that, I don't know how long. I mean, like it's 
It's the Tom Hanks of holidays, man. Let's see how long it takes to become like fully, fully accepted and like all that stuff. But I think it could be a really good one. It's in the U.S. only and, and some parts of Mexico, I guess. Yeah, because uh, they would have applied to just there, right? Yeah, because it goes, it goes, it commemorates June nineteenth, eighteen sixty-five, which is um, uh, when uh, Colonel Gordon Granger. I looked that part up. Uh, <laughs> we do um, work hard here. <laughs> yeah, it may, like there was an emancipation of, of African American uh, people in Texas. So I think they were the la- were they the last to be emancipated at the time or to yeah, hear yeah, about exactly. emancipation. Yeah. And that and then everything was better. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, uh, the next morning the sun came out, it was like Lion King where like the hyena <laughs> the village was gone. Um all no, of yeah, the problems yeah. were solved after that day. Right? Yeah, never Didn't never was no more years. There's yeah. absolutely no civil unrest after that moment. <laughs> um yeah, no, isn't that isn't that a crazy it's like the equivalent of how we've watched Seinfeld now and we're like all this shit could have been solved with a cell phone. Um <laughs> yeah. think of the idea that like Lincoln had said, Hey, uh I'm gonna emancipate and through a proclamation, and it took years <laughs> years for that message to get to the point where like people could ride into Texas and be like, Hey, hey, this guy said this shit a few years ago. What are you guys still doing? It's crazy. And because it would have just, you, you figure what, for the first year or two, like they just wouldn't let the postman in? Right? Like people in Probably Texas are like, hey, hey you, you turn your butt back to Virginia, boy. We don't need your freaking proclamations here. And then like eventually the, the, the armed forces of America are strong enough to be like, hey, hey. Dumbass Texas militias, lay your asses down. We got messages to deliver here. Yeah. And it's like, here we are 200 years later. I wonder, yeah, it took, well, it took the the army to announce it, right? So it wasn't like the newspapers could print it or something. They probably maybe tried. Or, like, no, you're 100%. They they were, they were obligated to, Mm -hmm. but the, the people who owned the newspaper yes. probably weren't going to benefit by having printed it. Mm-hmm. Much the way a Rupert Murdoch who owns a Fox News doesn't benefit by telling the truth either, right? Like, eventually you just have to... You know I mean, like, it, I feel like it's funny because I'm talking about how, like, the cell phone exists, saying Seinfeld, all that shit, like, horses took forever, but, like, the same stuff happens now. It's, like, super accelerated, but we don't seem to realize it's the same thing. It's like the audience of Fox News is essentially the exact same people in in Texas <laughs> who were not told about things, and it takes years for them to be like, "Do you know?" <laughs> like you know, really, like, because it happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, two two different scenarios, right? Like one is obviously like you had slaves who wanted would have loved to have had this information given to them, had it not been held from them, and then. Till Juneteenth, and when they finally received it, uh, versus now, where I think, like you know, most people watching Fox News have a would like to be told the truth. They just don't know they're not being told the truth, right? Like it's one of those things. It's it's different in that sense, but well, yeah. I mean, know. I I don't think that they're all looking to be told lies. No, but uh, the people who run Fox News are happy to. Yeah, they well, they've got their own. <laughs> agendas right like mm. at, at the end 
Hey, everyone does. Both sides do. Like, look for that middle, but I don't know. You know I mean, like, I think that argument's kind of played out, right? If there's two sides to each argument, so why don't we all just play in the middle? It's hard to play in the middle now when, like, everybody's tribal warfared up. Yeah, it's too far away. The middle's too far away from both sides now. Yeah, even in even in Canada, right? Like, mm-hmm. the idea is, like, you've essentially... I don't want to. I don't want to minimize the entire North American democratic uh, uh, scene to West Coast gang violence, but I think it's very interesting that like the two parties duking it out are like red and blue, <laughs> and yeah, just like yeah. Yeah. it's like we live a blood and crip war right now between our government parties, and yeah. I tell you like. You know, them Democratic Crips and them Republican <laughs> Bloods, uh, they do much more brutal shit than probably anybody. In, I mean, like, make politics like the 1980s Compton Gang Wars. Which like, one of them killed Tupac? One of them killed Tupac. Well, it's like, hey, player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All 80 things are in, even even the way it's like. I, I just don't get that part. Um, but yes. We digress. Back so, to Juneteenth. <laughs> Juneteenth, so, which is, I don't know about the name, but also like sometimes called like Jubilee Day. Jubilee Day. Yes. Um, it's the first new holiday since Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Really? Which was in 1983. But, um, well, how did they, what, what did they do in, in that show in Blackish to celebrate? Did they show what they do to celebrate? So the plot of the episode is actually um, about the kids having to do a Columbus Day thing and how inaccurate it was, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Anthony Anderson's character essentially is like, there's not enough black holidays and has to, and he's trying to teach the school about the existence of Juneteenth. Okay. Right. And because like essentially the idea is like nobody really knows it. Um, so it's that right. Like it's more of that and like Aloe Black's in it and like a musical number that happens in a dream segment and all that stuff. But they do go through the full history of it. Right. And mm-hmm. and the idea of why it was hidden, hidden, uh, who like and all this other shit that like those who want to look it all up and find the episode can. Yeah, I don't weird... want to ruin the episode. I don't want to be like, this is what happens. This is what happens. But there is so much there from like a historic perspective that you're kind of like, holy fuck, how does stuff like this not? How is this not stuff that I we know through history classes already? Yeah. Right. Uh, I was on Sunday doing my thing, man, watching my CBS Sunday morning. And, and they were talking to a gentleman who for the last 60 years in, in New Orleans has been the person who who started and created the Juneteenth parade in New Orleans, right? And how, like, 60 years ago, even then, people were like, what are you talking about, and all this stuff. And they they kind of run through the idea of, like, you don't know it's there unless you're at the libraries looking for the information. Mm -hmm. Like, there is stuff that tells you that, like, this happened and this happened and on 18th, blah, blah, blah. But it took years and years and years and years for people to even bother right like this and what that tells you is really this is like a systemic like it's a perfect example of what is systemic racism 
Systemic racism is when Harvard and Yale and George uh, George Brown and, and sorry, uh, Howard and all these Ivy League colleges are full of white male academics who have no interest in opening those books that would teach them things that would make them want to write papers or articles for the New York Times or essays for, for the New Yorker that would enlighten anyone, right? This only happens. You only get this information now because somebody in the 60s broke through. 70s broke through there 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 was someone some some black academic who 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 found his way into old civil war journals and textbooks and was like well what the fuck man what's this this thing about gordon why why has anybody seen this before hmm it's one of those things and that's why it sees light of day now so that's the argument for why you need to have more diversity everywhere, even in academia, where you would think the smartest of the smart would know. It should be good to have more people around us of different colors. I mean, like, it's, that's, that's the thing, man. It's so crazy. Do you think it's weird that there's a pageant? Uh, <laughs> that's the only thing that I was like, eh, that's a little weird when I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> it, but they're, like, you know, it has a... Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there, there is historic significance to the idea of like the slave auction, right? Oh, and like, I, I, I wouldn't have put those two together. I wouldn't well, think. Well, no, I'm, I'm borrowing from blackish on this. I'm not okay. saying it. I'm not putting out any own theories on this, but there was a, uh, <laughs> the, it's the idea of like the, the taking it back of it. Get it. The, the idea of that we were paraded around and then bought off of a stage, but now, we can parade around and and be awarded for who we are. That was something along those lines, right? Okay, okay. What about, uh, you know, there's something that I, there's like traditional dancing and stuff, but there's um, a really cool, I spent like two hours the other night looking up, um, have you ever heard of Afro dance? Um... I don't want to sound so mean, but like, I don't, you, oh man, I remember I used to like this wrestler named Kamala and he used to do a (laughs) bunch of shit in the ring. Like, okay. (laughs) I I don't have to keep that in. Um, (laughs) No, no, no. It's like a hip. It's like a, it's like a traditional meat. I'm trying to ask my, I wonder what, if my product, my uh, production assistant's hearing this. But it's like a, a hi, kind of a version of hip hop dance meets like traditional African dance. Oh, that so it's like a, it's 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 like a newer thing. It's not yeah. like some old like traditional like what the New Zealand rugby players do, right? Like it's not I, a haka, right? No, no, no. Like I think it's probably like uh, along the the age of like popping and locking and that kind of thing. So okay. It's new, but it's not like contemporary dance or whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... But it's kind of the coolest thing there is. Like, I'm not a dancer by any stretch of the word, but... (laughs) You could have fooled me. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So a lot of the times when I see like a dance competition or a dance show or 
someone dancing. I have a lot of questions like, oh, okay, that was a hard thing to do there or whatever. But this is like, I could see where like the difficulty was and it was enjoyable to watch in a way that like for a non-dancer, it's pretty cool. Like there's a part of like this six foot, 260 pound white guy that just wishes he could like bust out some Afro dance in like, you know, like I, I, I wouldn't like, I don't know. I, I, yes. Right? Like I have no answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be great. No, of course. There, there's many a time I've seen someone dance in a certain way. And I'm like, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. What's that other one? Uh, it's sort of like, um, What's that one uh, crunking? You know crunking? I wish I could crunk. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh it's kind of like it's like crunking except not as a not aggressive. Like cr- yeah. crunking is like really aggressive and like like intimidating kind of. And this is like playful. I also feel like crunking stopped in 2014, right? <laughs> so it's been a yeah. while. It's been a while. Oh, oh man! Production assistance here. <laughs> what do we got? What's the wire say from PA? Oh, oh! I'm saying it wrong. It's cr- called crumping. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, yeah. So, um, if you're if you're wondering if you've only ever just listened to our podcast, um, and you've seen the um, the images on. Uh, Google Podcasts or Spotify. I'm the white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you shade me in? <laughs> oh, you're not shaded in, I guess. No, that's right. You're not. <laughs> Jeez. The beard. Beard makes me look darker. I guess. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Oh goodness. Yeah. Um. I. I. I don't know what's gonna happen with Juneteenth, other than to say, uh, you know, you really haven't made it as an American holiday until you got to get up at 6 a.m. to go buy something. <laughs> and there's fireworks. There should be fireworks, too. So as soon as I know <laughs> that the Juneteenth mattress sale is happening, you know it's made it into the zeitgeist, right? Or would it be the June twentieth, June eighteenth, or twentieth sale? They they can't call it Black Tuesday. They can't call it that. <laughs> no, no. Well, you know, I not to be. I don't want to be rude about it, uh, but chances are Juneteenth mattress sale is kind of going to be the Cyber Monday sale. <laughs> <laughs> to the to the equivalent of the Father's Day Black Friday sale, you know what I mean? Like it's still, it is still, you know, what I mean? like it is what it is. But so you might be wondering, like, why isn't Canada getting in on this, right? Uh, because we didn't need to go proclaim and emancipate on any days, right? Like it's not like we had to send, like we we had our own tunnels we were taking care of. So we, I guess, kind of celebrate the British Empire and. Um, <clears throat> Like abolishing slavery, August first, eighteen thirty-four. That's what thirty years ahead of Texas got that note, eh? Yeah. So the August, so August first, 
which is our civic holiday. But my question is, why isn't it a stat holiday if there's meaning like that behind it? I would like for it to be a stat holiday. Our two holidays that we we celebrate family day, but we really should be celebrating in a, in a federal full level like August 1st if that's if it commemorates abolishing slavery and Truth and Reconciliation Day. I will give you that Truth and Reconciliation Day should definitely be um, the a, a full-on stat holiday. I'm, I'm going to claim my ignorance here, John, and tell you that I did not know that Simcoe Day, like uh, the civic holiday, was not a stat holiday. I Yeah. I've yeah. never actually worked it. You know what I mean? Like it's always been off for me. So I've always <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. So in, in but... my world, not, and I hate to be that callous about it, but it's like if I'm off work, but I also can't go to the post office or to the liquor store, then it's really <laughs> a fucking holiday. You know what I mean? And I thought it was one of those because I feel like that's what happens on that day. Yeah. Okay? No, no. And actually, it is a holiday in some provinces, but Ontario is not one of them. Ah, uh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay, listen. I've I've worked at a company where their head office was in Quebec. Mm. Um, and if you've ever wanted to feel slighted as a human being who works in Canada, <laughs> work with people who work in Quebec. Because I guarantee you there's going to be about seven times in the year where your ass shows up into an Ontario office and they are not on any Zoom call to be had. They have more holidays. So many more. And I <laughs> lost fucking track if it was a Baptiste day or if it was a what. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. That's another but one. Bob, they, John they, Baptiste day. <laughs> Louis Real day, I think, is one. Jean, did you say Jean Baptiste as in like the soul, the guy who won the Oscar for the music from Soul? <laughs> yeah. No, his name is Saint Jean Baptiste. He's a, that's a, that's his name. If anybody does deserve a stat holiday, it's the guy who does the music for Colbert. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, I think he. I'm pretty sure he took that name. <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, man. Like so that that's one of those places where you're kind of like, man, they get the best of it because. They got a lot of nice Quebec holidays and they get every one of the Canada ones, right? And, and is, that's the other one that makes me laugh the most. It's like every fucking Quebecer wants to separate from the country except for when it's Canada day. And you know what I mean? like it just can coincidentally, it's one of the big ones that everybody celebrates. Yeah. Now you're on fucking board. I get it. Quebec listeners in Quebec. I get it. You keep, you take the good. But we can keep the bad, right? That's what you're just doing. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I, I'm going to say that uh, I was born in Quebec and try, try to get uh, Louis Realde off this year. Can I identify as Quebecer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I voted block. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to if I could. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. I yeah, mean, block almost you know your favorite I mean? party. Yeah, it's almost exactly. your favorite party. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they're they should have this like outside. You know what I always thought was weird about the referendum? <laughs> Remember, okay. I can't imagine one 
what one thing you could say here? <laughs> well, I always thought it was really strange. Like, okay, you like you remember it? Right? Like, it was like the the mid '90s, so we were sure. we were young, but we were like, you know, we had hair. We were starting to find hair in places we didn't have hair before, and all that stuff. Um, uh, right. There you go. <laughs> Still happens, and it's like it's funny as you age as a man, right? It's just it just keeps happening. Yeah, it's not. It's not like I had hair on my ears before in my <laughs> life. Right? I get one right here, one right here on my forehead that like I never notice until it's two inches long. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that? Oh, <laughs> uh, Curly's back. Curly's back. But uh, the thing that always made me kind of like, in hindsight, as like a, this bitter man who's like like given up on Canadian politics and like society and humanity and whole. Uh, the one thing that always kind of struck me as odd now when I think about it is the idea that they only asked the Quebecers. Yeah. You know what I mean? The question yeah. is like, hey, do you do you want to separate? Uh and become uh you know what? I feel like if they had asked the rest of us, do you want to put it off the island, really? Eggs, fucking survive. Like you're off the island, survivor shit. Fucking bring your candle. I gotta extinguish that shit with my coconut. <laughs> like it would have been, wouldn't it though? Right? Like I think that's something that in 1993 or two or whatever it was when that referendum happened, we were <laughs> not the society that we are now. <laughs> We are an Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. We will vote your ass off the island society now. So if you show up at my door, I'll like, I'm not, I'm not getting from this what I wanted. <laughs> and I just think like a little bit of like, I feel like a conscious uncoupling of this like provincial federal relationship is kind of like the best way forward for us. The other side of that is Chris Martin writing uh, an entire album uh, about how much he's like ready to vote you out as well, right? Like, if you ask Alberta and Saskatchewan after all of that, I think Alberta and Saskatchewan's like, you know what? Do what you want. Do what you. We didn't like poutine anyways. Gravy goes to my fucking thighs, so fuck you. Um, keep your curdled cheese. Like, cheese goes on pizza. All right, fuck you. That's what would have happened. I think no one cares what Saskatchewan has to say. <laughs> well, I mean, like the two people there are at the fucking Rough Riders <laughs> game, right? So, oh geez, like I, I think that's one of the weird things that I always found funny about the referendum is like they didn't ask all of us. Imagine getting voted off your country, though. How embarrassing is that? <laughs> After you being the ones who are like, we want to go. So then okay. it's like, you know what I mean? And like, exactly. Because then the vote from the rest of Canada is like, so then go then. <laughs> like, that's it. Here's your commemorative leaf. Again, yeah, Don't let here's... your ass hit the door on the way out. <laughs> exactly. Oh, gosh. I That's one of those things. Like, uh, I, it'd be the bluster, right? Like, if you are the block in the year 2022... <laughs> Do you even want us to call that bluff? You know what I mean? Like at this, because <laughs> there's no way in the modern era. Well, yeah, we're that... petty as fuck now. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. No, no, but there's like no way in the modern era that like the referendum would only be in Quebec, right? Like it would, o like you know, 
that there would be somebody in Alberta being like, I feel like I should have a say in this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they'll get it. Yeah. And they'll get it. Oh, God. Anyways, maybe if it ever happens on like June 20th in Canada, they'll call it like June 10th. The war for PEI. <laughs> Charlottetown. Rada. <laughs> oh, fuck. Charlottetown. Can you believe it? Imagine Rue Halifax. I feel like it's like yeah, Rue Halifax. <laughs> My God. Have you ever been to Meech Lake? No. <laughs> I hear it's beautiful this time of year. Uh, good deep cut for Canadian civil like government <laughs> listeners. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I got a lot of them. Somebody uh, somewhere uh, somewhere somebody's listening with their their like elderly parents and they're like, oh fuck, I remember where I was during Meech Lake. Well, I wasn't <laughs> sure today how. Uh, how entertaining an episode on Juneteenth was going to be, but I've had a lot of fun. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me today on this topic. Oh, of course. Thanks for thank, listening folks. Yes. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us on uh episode. Like I said, episode 47 series two, if can you confirm that we're rounding up to 97 total episodes. We're almost at a hundred. Uh, that's pretty exciting. I think for our perspective, uh, on that note, <laughs> yeah. On that note, thank you guys for having for having a listen this week. Uh, make sure you uh, spread the good word. You tell a friend. Tell to <laughs> uh, subscribe. Get notified. I'm not going to want to miss episode 100. No, we're going to plan. We're going to pre-plan and everything. I'm pretty sure we're going to take some time after 99 to at least be like, got any ideas? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do our best work. <laughs> our, our, our best. Guaranteed. I, well, listen, hey, if you've been listening this long, you know that every week has been getting better anyways. So it's not like 100 is going to be worse than anything. Right. Uh, the only thing it may be worse than is episode 101. Um pretty fucking good deal thanks for sticking around have hangover episode have a great week guys thanks all right yep bye-bye the longest thing i've ever been to committed to in my life john yeah two years now right thanks uh, i was looking at the hundred. Oh, yeah <laughs> two years doesn't make it sound that you know what i mean like I've done things for two years in my life before, <laughs> but I've never done anything a hundred times in a row. I'll tell you oh, that. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah, no, like, like in the sense that like, if you told me how, what's your longest streak of working out before you like break off the pattern and start working out again, I've never made it a hundred straight workouts. You know what I mean? I'll get yeah. to like 62 and then it's like, fuck three months go by and I'm like, I got to work out again. But like we've gone got into a hundred like the or will um you know knock on wood and shit but the mm-hmm. i don't think i've i don't know i've never done like a hundred swimming classes in a row i've never done a hundred of anything in a row i don't think i totally stopped doing cold showers already so yeah i get it that was two weeks ago <laughs> i wasn't even gonna ask for an update because i'm already thinking about going somewhere in august and have like a nice cold plunge 
Uh, and uh, I, I was like, there's no, I don't want him to break my heart. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask. I still think about it, though, every day. 